What is good, my boy? How you doing? I am doing fantastic. Yeah, I like it. How do I sound on the new microphone? Man, cleaner, <laughs> cleaner. A little cleaner, right? I'm not talking into a tin can. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot cleaner. Uh, hey. I know it's a big difference, yeah. That's good. I'm glad. I mean, it's a Christmas gift, so I'm definitely playing along with it. Got some other fun things I can do with this kind of soundboard I got now, so I'm looking forward to adding some shit to the to the show. But uh, yeah, man, I'm loving it so far. Sounds good. Sounds oh, uh, yeah. Sounds crispier. I sound a little more like Billy D. Williams, not like Carrot Top. So I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take oh, it. Oh, yeah. I got to upgrade oh. my shit, too. Yeah, we're, I mean, one step at a time. We're getting there, man. We're going to be yeah. professional about this very soon. Yes, very sir. soon. Get the baby steps, right? <laughs> yes. How was your Christmas? Bruh, to be honest, um, I'm going to tell the people how I really feel about Christmas. Of course. Um, Not just Christmas, but holidays in general. Mm-hmm. I hate holidays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel that. It's it's rooted in me since I was a child. Oh, really? Yeah. Even as a kid, huh? Yeah, even as a kid, because, like, take Christmas for an example, right? Mm-hmm. All I've ever wanted for Christmas, like, all I ever wanted to write on my wish list couldn't be mm-hmm. bought. Ooh. Like, it, it couldn't even be, it, it wasn't even a possibility that it could even happen. All I wanted for Christmas was to spend it with both of my parents. Oh, yeah, that's fucking tough, man. And um, that's all I've ever wanted for the past 29 years or so. Yeah. And um, that's that's why I hate Christmas and other holidays, is because, like, I, what I truly want, what truly matters to me, I'm never going to get. Um, and so I say that to say I spent Christmas alone again. Oh, really? Completely alone? Yeah. I normally, I, I normally, I spend Christmas alone and Thanksgiving mm. alone. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's just the way it's been. That, that's just the way life is. Mm. Uh, and so all I did was um watch whatever football games were on. Plenty of that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, rolled me up a joint. And ate some good food. That's all I did. Hey, I mean, that's essentially all you want anyway from a fucking holiday. Hey, I mean, I made the most of it. So, right. Can't really complain. Um, but man, it wasn't it wasn't bad by any means. Uh, just wasn't anything exciting. I didn't, you know, what I'm saying exchange gifts with anybody or. Right. You know, I wasn't in the holiday spirit, so to say. <laughs> I had a little got your Grinch on. huh? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the whole gift giving thing, I'm totally with you because I am. Thank the fuck Christ, the gift giving is over. I am I'm done. My pocketbooks can't take anymore. I have gotten everything I needed to get for everybody. Everybody's happy. I'm good. I'm off the fucking hook for next year. Please don't ask me for birthday gifts. No nothing. I went balls to the wall this Christmas. I'm mm. over it. I'm over the gifts. Mm. Mm. Broken mm-hmm. pockets. Man, I'm feeling whew, the struggle is real. The struggle is very real and fuck all that. But I do understand what you mean. You know, I'm a child of divorce myself and never, ever had that whole real experience with like the the mom and the dad doing anything like that. I'm a little different because it's I never had the dad. So it was always with my mom. And, you know, that yeah. was always great, you know, growing up. But, you know, you get to a certain point where you never really think too much about the other side because I was never really a part of that family in the first place. So I was, you know like two or three when they broke up. So to me, you know, it's never really been weighing heavily at the holidays, but I understand that sentiment of saying like, you know, that's really something that, like you said, you can't put a price on. And it's, if anything, it feeds how much energy I put into the holidays, even though it annoys the shit out of me doing it for the kids. is so they don't have to go through shit you and I went through, you know? So exactly. 
And that's what I would say. I know you want a whole gaggle of kids yourself one day. And I would just say, <laughs> you know, remember these Christmases and Thanksgivings by yourself and all that energy, all that fun shit, you know, you want to do and that you always can imagine doing with your family, man, when, when that happens, yeah, man, give it no, your absolutely. all, put all yeah. that energy into those kids. Absolutely, man. Like people don't realize that shit really drives me. That's my number one motivating factor in life, like mm. with anything. So like, if anyone knows me, if, if anyone's played basketball with me, <laughs> they would know I'm a competitive son of a bitch. Like, oh, really? I'm probably the worst teammate you can possibly have. <laughs> because I'm going to look at you. If you turn the ball over, I'm going to look at you like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, God. Like, that, that's, just, that's just who I am. And uh, that that really drives me. And I think it really stems from that. You know, daddy issues, mommy issues. Yeah. Take it all out on the court. That's how I've always been. So where do you think we got Michael Jordan from? Daddy issues. Exactly. LeBron, daddy LeBron, at big time daddy issues. So like yeah. that, it, I mean, pressure makes diamonds. And I would say there are some success stories, some pretty wild ones from the same kind of background. So yeah, now you got to get there. You just got to get there. And I think you're on your way, but I would say, you know, like you said, it's not a sad thing. You're just kind of used to it. However, I'll put it on the air. Like I said, man, if you ever want a little bit of that holiday spirit, you are always, always welcome at our house. I don't care if you want to, Company's gonna plate, watch some football, and sit quietly. Whatever you want to do, always <laughs> you're always welcome here. You always got to yes, smile. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely, I, mean, I totally mean that. I won't go into too much of my just because it was like I said, it was a typical Christmas for us. You know, kids got up, went crazy. You know, you know what the fucked up thing is. I will say one thing: they got plenty of gifts. Everything is great. You know, the one gift they got, and I think it was the very first thing they opened that they loved more than anything else. And I was like, God damn it. It was a six pack of prime. Yeah. A six pack of prime. But if you don't know what prime uh, is, folks, it is practically Gatorade, but marketed to children, you know? So it's, from it the tastes like shit. Paul. Just to be it real. It's like shit. I can't stand it. A hydration drink um, from the Paul brothers, Logan and Jake, who we have mentioned on the show many times before for good and for bad. Uh, they market this drink. That's gotten mega fucking popular. And every kid in America has to have Prime. Every time I go to the grocery store, if my kids see a Prime sign, they lose their fucking minds. And I always go to them and go, can you imagine me going that ballistic over a Gatorade? Oh my God, it's a new Gatorade flavor. Like, <laughs> who gives a shit? But it's that marketing. It's the marketing that I can't hate on. Mm -hmm. So they, first fucking gift of the morning, they both get an individual six-pack and they might as well have done a lap around my house. I was I was floored. I could have I had a pony in one of those boxes. It would have been the Prime was the number one gift. What the fuck? No idea. I don't hey, know when the Paul brothers got that kind of genius marketing in them, but fuck, man. It's a hey, kids nowadays, though. Right. And I know, you know, we went through crazy shit when we were kids, too, and things no, that we No, but the shit really we liked into. was actually cool. Like Exactly. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. It wasn't a fucking stupid-ass drink that tastes like shit. Right. Like, we got excited we about got cool shit. Game Boys and fucking fuck game yeah. cartridges and... Super Nintendos and yeah. N64. Fucking... I mean... The sky's the limit. We had so much cool shit that should have that excitement for us. So I was just sitting there like, wow, okay, next year, I think I'm just going to get like a case of Prime for each of them and just be done. Save Skip you a whole up. lot of money. Save me a whole lot of money, right? I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man. Oh, my God. So that shit was fine. But, you know, the rest of the day was nice. Just uh, made a big-ass breakfast, watched some Christmas movies, then went to the in-laws. And like you said, football was all the TV. And I had, you know, a lot of fantasy implications going on for those games. So I'm sure I scared the in-laws with a lot of my 
yelling and screaming and jumping around the fucking garage. And uh, <laughs> every time one of my players did something, and they're like, you don't even like the Jets. Why are you so excited about the Jets? And I'm like, well, you'll never know. But, <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a great time, though. I had plenty of whiskey, so I was feeling a lot of that holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had this catering duo come in that brought in just a massive amount of food. And, my God, the chicken and the brisket, bro, were top-notch. And I was like, yo, these are white folks making this adobo-ass chicken. And it was the right kind of flavor. We talk about flavoring your fucking meat. These two got the fucking memo. Because mm. I got some of that chicken. I was like, banging. Oh, my God. I'm still mad at bringing that shit home. I should have got me a plate. Oh, mm, That finger-licking chicken. Oh, yeah, man. I was feeling mm. real good. So that was a, a very nice holiday for me. Uh, unfortunately, because, you know, we... Not unfortunate, I should say. It's not over is what I'm getting at. We have multiple families in both of our trees. Mine is very small. So my personal family Christmas isn't until like early January, but I know we got more going for Rach and her family too. So it's always a great time, but man, it's just a lot of driving around and making appearances and trying to keep everybody healthy through these fucking holidays, man. Everybody's sick as a dog right now. Not in my house, but everywhere else, everywhere we go to, they're like, Oh, we can't make it. We're sick. We can't make it. We're sick. I'm like, shit, dude, y'all need some vitamin C out here. I swear. Vitamin D, vitamin C. All the vitamins, man. Yeah. Get y'all some sun. I don't know, but COVID's going around again. Y'all need to get your health up real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long-ass winter. My it's not God. even winter, though. It's not even that cold, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's also a thing that drives me insane. I don't like the snow and shit, but this 55, 60-degree Christmas is complete utter trash. All I need is like a little light dusting. I'm fine. I'd rather it just be cold, but I shouldn't be sweating. At Christmas time. That's that makes no fucking sense. It was like a mild spring day. I know you were, but my you know, like I said, <laughs> I sweat so fucking easily. Just out just sitting there eating a plate. I was like, why am I why am I damp? Why is my forehead moisty? Like <laughs> what the fuck is this? So I know the whiskey doesn't help either because that will warm your ass up real fucking oh, fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's a nice heat, but I'm still just like, uh, man, that's a little too warm for me. So Wisconsin. I read it was like the fifth hottest christmas we've ever had here and i was like why <laughs> hey it rained that's all you need to know exactly yeah it, it didn't rained. snow wow so fucking stupid but that's all right still a nice holiday and i'm glad you get to enjoy your your time alone just to reflect and do your thing and watch some football and enjoy yourself as you mm-hmm. should that's that's all mm-hmm. it needs to be well let's start the show right away just so we can get into all the meat and potatoes because we got plenty to talk about like i said it's it feels like it's been longer than a week but it hasn't but there's plenty yeah. of fucking sports information that needs to be told to the masses. So what do you think? I think we should cue the music right now. Mm. One, two, three. Well, welcome everybody back. Hope you enjoyed your holiday. And if it was Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or what have you, I hope it was joyous and special. Or you got past it, you got through it without any kind of real bullshit or drama happening to you. That'd be equally as nice. But we're glad you're back. We're glad you picked play and you picked the bank bros to welcome you into the coming a new year. Because just like that, 2023 
is about over. And by the time you listen to this episode, hey, happy fucking New Year, ladies and gentlemen. I hope 2024 brings you everything that you want. That would be lovely. My name is Siege. I don't have a funny nickname just because most of the time it's top of the dome, but I've already had two whiskeys and I got nothing for you. But that guy is Ryan, a.k.a. Rizzy, a.k.a. anything else he wants to call himself. Lots of football news. Especially because some shit happened today that I, I even want to get into. And what I will say first, before we get into the real meat and potatoes, is let's recap a little bit of fantasy news. Because mm. this man, as we said last week, was in the semifinals of the Vault League, the illustrious Vault League, and was going against the number one seed in Jeremy and the Savage Man. How did you do, Ryan? How did you do? Well, overall, my team played extremely well. Absolutely. Um. I got big games from all of my big-time players. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar Jackson, CMC, Amon Ross St. Brown, Chris Olave, James Conner. That shit. The like, fuck? They, <laughs> they all pulled through. Um, you know, they all scored at or above 20. That's right. Can't really ask for more. I dropped almost 150 points. I had like 146. Something 145.78. Like yep, just by 146. Yeah. Bam. And, um, Jeremy just, he had Brees Hall. Oh. had a big time game. Mm. Um, and he scored 150 some points. So it was a high scoring close game. That's Absolutely. the only way I'd like to go out. You know, the only way I know how to go out is down swinging. That's right. And that's exactly how I went out. I'm not mad at the loss at all. If I were to, if I would have went against anyone else in that league, <laughs> they would have got literally destroyed. Literally because everybody. The other, the other matchup, like they weren't even close to me and Jeremy. No, I think I think uh, the one guy had what one thirty. Yep, one thirty to one nineteen. So and we're still beating him by double digits. Yep, you would have smoked so, everyone else in the league. So it, it's all good, you know. Jeremy's gonna go ahead and win that thing again. Mm. Um, and it is what it is. I'll congratulate him. Good shit, Jeremy. Absolutely, and yes, you definitely went out like a warrior. And I mean, Brees Hall dropped forty three points. It's gonna be hard for mm-hmm. anyone to get a win against. A ridiculous game like that. And you even had someone like George Pickens who all of a sudden um, decided to come to work and put 35 and a half points on your bench. So who the hell would have started Pickens? And you were not the only one I know because no. I was looking through all the chats and all the freaking message boards. Practically no one started Pickens and he decided to lose his fucking mind. So like, why would you start him? Right. Why would First you start? Of all, he's on a cold streak. Second of all, who the fuck is throwing him the ball? <laughs> exactly. And when he does, Play in the games the last few times you've seen him. He's been giving up on the team. He's had his head in his fucking hands. He's been sitting in the end zone like, what the fuck happened? Like, he's on that trajectory. I hate calling it the Antonio Brown thing, but it's like he's moving on that, that railroad of, like, probably looking for a way out of Pittsburgh. So, yeah, why the hell would you start him? I, I would have thought you were crazy for that shit. It'll be the luckiest thing I've ever seen. So, yeah, agreed. That, that's all you can ask for. And now the finals of the Vault League come down to our last two last place winners in the last two years. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. It was meant to be. So the last place guy was Jeremy this past season, and right before him was Andy, and now both these guys are at the mountaintop looking to secure either Andy's first or Jeremy's second championship win. Uh, Kind of buried in the headlines there, I had a consolation matchup with my wife, and I finally fucking beat her of course when it doesn't even matter but it is i i finally get the win and i think <laughs> I, I actually play her again because of the way this all ended up 
So I'm going to try to do the end of my season with back-to-back wins over the wife as a statement win and a moral victory, but I was just happy getting the one. Just the one. (laughs) That was a nice little Christmas gift, too. (laughs) You know what? So I was looking on my Facebook memories, and a year ago today, Mm. I lost in the playoffs to Crystal by 0.3 points. That's the loss. To 85.3. Oh, <laughs> so I guess oh. I guess I'm just meant to lose close games in the playoffs. I, I guess that's what I do. That's still the craziest fucking ending I've seen to a fantasy game. Like, I can't believe how close you guys were. And it was right down to the wire, too. Just one guy had to get four yards. And I that's won. it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there somebody like important on the team, too? It wasn't even like I didn't nobody. Even, I saw I the remember picture who that was. and I didn't look any further. <laughs> I didn't. You can't. I said, no, you know, I, I'm done. See, this is why I don't No, I'm done. I don't blame you. That's I wouldn't be able to get over that kind of loss. I shouldn't say that because I've lost a playoff game by one point before, too. And it's like, oh, it's a it's a gut punch. It's a yeah. gut punch. I would much rather get blown out like I did last week when you destroyed my team. Like, because, again, then I feel like it's destiny. But a one point, a point three, like, yeah. oh, oh, that's cold. That's a cold one. But that's all right. You pick yourself back up, you come back next season, and you finish the story. You finish yeah. you start it. I'm like uh I'm like the Niners, you know what I'm saying? I'm always yes. in it. Always, always in the it. last teams. Oh, we'll get to the Niners in just yep. a I little them for a bit. Specific reason. <laughs> I like the foreshadowing. That was that was really good stuff there. It's almost yeah. like an English major. <laughs> I mean, I don't like talking about other leagues that I'm a part of just because the vault league was the most important to me. However, if you have noticed I do have a new accessory other than my new microphone and my new little soundboard. I was looking at it. And that's that guy. And for those of you who can't see that because you're listening to us on Spotify, in another league, my family league, the inaugural season of the family league, I have prevailed. And I am the first champion of my family league. My first name will be right here on this championship. Look how beautiful it is. Mm. It's so pretty. Very it's like pretty. a da- it's like a gold Lombardi. It's I, I've I have slept with it. I have put it on my coffee table. You know, not that kind of sleep with it. I saw that face. <laughs> <laughs> like taking a nap on the couch with it. There we go. Mm. Just just cradling, caressing it. it is a wonderful Christmas gift, probably the greatest gift I got all season long. And it was it was an amazing win. I dominated that league eleven and three, right on top. And on top of that, defeated my little brother, the youngest. Even though, ladies and gentlemen, he's almost out of high school now. So don't feel too bad for him. He knows what he's talking about. He is a football player himself. So this was no fluke. I smothered him. I smothered the league. I am the number one and the only one to be the inaugural champion of this league. So very excited about that. I won't rub that in your face because I know how it feels, but I just needed that to be displayed properly (laughs) as it should. That's probably where it's going to stay at least for the next few weeks until I start bumping my elbow on it and that's going back to the corner where it belongs. But <laughs> it is mine. I have claimed it. And boy, it feels good to be champion once again because I think it's been about five years since I've touched any gold. So I fucking needed it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> the same way you lost to Breesaw, Breesaw is on my team on, in that league. So I, <laughs> I have to thank Breesaw. I got to set him a fruit basket. Thank you, Breesaw. I knew you had it in you. You may be a little scared for the last few weeks of not kind of doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you it made up for it with that 43-point game. Thank you, Breesaw. You're a fucking man among men. What were you going to say? 
Uh, yeah, he's a fucking captain checkdown and shit. He called a bunch <laughs> of checkdown pat. Pissed me off. Like, he had 10 it. catches. He had 10 catches. That could have wiped. Oh, my God. Like, how the <laughs> fuck? It was driving me insane. I was like, wait, what? what is happening? Are we using him or are we not using him? And then all of a sudden, like you said, checkdowns all the fucking time. And it just trickled its way up, trickled its way up. I kept going back and checking on it. I'm like, wait. He's still getting touches. What's happening? Wait, he has 30? Wait, he has 30 40? Yeah. Oh, my God. It just kept leveling up. Oh, beautiful. I was just going to say, I'm in the finals in uh, my money league. Hey. um, That's the one that really matters to me because I'm trying to pay some bills. You feel me? There you go. Absolutely. Uh, So I'm in the finals. I have Kyron Williams, Saquon Barkley, uh, St. Brown, Amari Cooper. Damn. Phenomenal for me. Last he year. went insane. What do you have, like 55 <laughs> points? Yeah, 55. Unbelievable. I had, had Cooper, St. Brown, and Calvin Ridley starting. So that's all you needed. You were good. Yeah. Yeah. I should win this league, but we'll see. If I win this league, I'm coming up here and just yes. throwing my cash. Trust me, this is nice. I would much rather have the fucking cash. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The trophy's fucking no, pretty I, nice, too. I wanted that championship <laughs> belt from that vote league just because oh, I wanted to flex on everybody. Because I know I'm probably the most hated player in the league. So I just wanted to flex <laughs> on everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty well hated myself. I, I talk a lot of trash in that league. So we'll we'll see. But I don't know. You're, a lot of people seem to root for you. You're like Rocky Balboa, man. I'm telling you. You got something <laughs> going for the league. I felt bad for the other league that you started. Your Blues League, where you lost out on getting a playoff spot even though you had like a matching record it was just on points alone i was like yeah. damn i was, that's I was your league. six yeah i was eight and six but you know what that's the league i don't want to win because why would i want to win my own league and buy myself my own bottle you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i want someone else I to mean, win it so i can you know what i'm saying get the win or something you know what i mean like that's true i feel that i had a good were... season i could live with that sure out of all the leagues yeah that's the one you really don't care about but you were buying top shelf so i was like Hey, at least it gives you an excuse to buy top shelf. But then again, I'm thinking about that like as a husband. You don't really need an excuse. I gotta like no, come yeah. up with a you know what I mean. Yeah, I gotta come up with a PowerPoint to buy something like that to present to the family. You could just gotta go. Okay, with me I'm it's like it. okay. If I get one like on this post, I will buy it, <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. But yes. I think you have the other. If you if that's your team in the other league, do I think you're going to be just fine? <laughs> oh yeah, I got Justin Fields. That's my quarterback. Ah, that was my quarterback in this other league too, and he did all right. Not not too crazy, yeah. but j- he did the he job. He played a good game. Got me the win. That's all there is to it. And my boy, who I'm coaching to fantasy football this year, also just got to his championship game as well. So like I said, we're starting that old bank bros. Like sports agent, fantasy guru kind of shit on the side. We can do that shit, make some money, bro. Because if yeah, Matthew Barry can do that shit, I know we can come up with some shit. Man. Man. See, I don't listen to any of those guys because I don't I either. Like they don't know what they're talking about. I normally go with the opposite of what they're saying. Exactly. If they're saying Bench this guy, I'm probably going to start him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason he's in that position is because he did it first. That's all. It's just a timing thing. He knows thing. someone. That's he really knows it. people. He's an insider. Like, That's for fine. example, Mel Kuyper. Oh, how often is he wrong about the draft? Can't stand Kuiper. Can't stand him. He's remember wrong all fucking time. Remember when he said if Jimmy Clausen isn't a good quarterback that he'd quit? I'm yep. still waiting for him to quit. I remember that. I was there. I was there when he said it. 
I'm waiting for him to quit. Like, I don't want to hear this dude talking where he knows nothing about the game. Nothing, nothing about evaluating players. Nope. Maybe in the 90s. I don't get why people pay for him now. Like, Maybe. I don't know. He was saying, uh, you know, he had Ryan Leaf ranked ahead of Peyton Manning. I remember that. Because he was athletic. <laughs> Ryan Leaf, who you recall, we just talked about all-time busts in the NFL. And we're pretty sure we said Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell were 1A and 1B. So yeah. the all-time bust was better as a prospect than Peyton Manning. Than Peyton Manning. Sure. Sure, bro. How did that work out for you? That age, like some old-ass milk. Mm. <laughs> God. Mm, mm, mm. But let's not be haters about it because it's still the holiday season. Let's move on to some NFL news because, like we've been talking about, there were some crazy games. We were getting very close to the end of the season. Only two games to go, and the race is fucking on. My God. Before any of that, we talked about the Lions, right? We did. Winning the division. We did. Where they're sitting now. That's lovely. We've talked about the Eagles. We've talked about the Niners and Mr. Brock Purdy. And we keep seeing, like, it, it feels like every week we're cycling through, like, who should be, like, the number one? Who's the top dog in the NFL? And it's crazy, right? Because it seems like it's a new one every single time. And the quarterback play has been kind of nuts. Now, I'll say that for myself. This man, from the jump, has been calling for the Baltimore Ravens to win the championship. He's been saying Lamar Jackson is ready for his spotlight once again. And all things considered, hey, we take that seriously. We think very hard about it. We analyze and analyze and analyze. So this week, Baltimore and the Niners were scheduled to play in what I would consider a potential Super Bowl matchup as a preview. And all we were talking about before was, is Brock Purdy the guy? Is he an MVP candidate? Is he the reason the Niners are being successful? Or is he just the guy with the keys to the Lamborghini? We go back and forth. Yeah, Lamar Jackson walked in to Levi Stadium, and they punched the Niners in the fucking mouth on Christmas. And it's insane. It's insane how it happened, too. And most of the time, we kind of go, well, Lamar's just a really good player. He's former MVP. He hasn't won a championship yet, but the Ravens are a damn good team, especially with that defense. That defense is what the real conversation was for a lot of this game. Now, Lamar will get into in a second, but Brock Purdy ended up throwing four fucking picks in this game in a horrible night, horrible night. And I can bring up his fucking stats, too, in just a second. But I just want to mention that three of those were on three of the first four drives for the Niners. Purdy threw picks Mm -hmm. to the Ravens' defense. Two of them to the same guy. Two of them to the same guy. And then shortly after that, I think it was just right after halftime, he throws a fourth pick to Patrick Queen. So it's like, what the fuck happened? This was a a complete bludgeoning. And make no mistake about this, yes, it was four picks. The way Purdy was throwing, it should have been eight. He should have doubled the amount of picks he was throwing. I've never seen Purdy, and I should say never because it's not been a long career. This is the worst I've seen Purdy play in a long time, if not ever. No, and this I, is the worst game he's ever played. It's the worst game he's ever played. So you could do the hyperbole, and I like it too. This was bad. This was very, very fucking bad. Purdy went 18-32, 255 yards, no touchdowns, four picks, with an 8 QBR, 8%. Pretty much as bad as you're ever going to get in the NFL. The scale is from 1 through 100. So Ex- eight. 8. Ocho. That, that's what he ended up with. Cinco? Nope. No Cinco. <laughs> just the Ocho. And... No, he didn't finish the game. He got a nasty stinger at the end. But trust me, like I said, 
By the time he was out of the game and Sam Darnold took over, <laughs> this was well wrapped up. And it was so bad, I was even seeing some people saying, oh, we should stick with Darnold because his arm is better than Purdy. And I get, I went, you literally said those words in 2023 that Sam Darnold is the answer for a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. That tells me all I got to know. And you know me, I've been the driver of the Purdy wagon for a long time. And no, I don't think this is everything for Purdy. I think this was indicative of more of what Purdy is supposed to be. I don't think he's as bad as he played in this game. Of course not. Nobody is as bad as this fucking game and this performance. But no, no. Come on, man. Four picks and no touchdowns. I'll let that's, you finish, and then I'll. That's horrendous. You you make your play. That that's horrendously bad on a consistent basis. I don't know any other starting quarterback. I should say that is that bad on a regular basis. So this might be an outlier. And no, I'm not throwing in the towel for the Niners in the playoffs yet because I still think they can make some noise. However, well, you should. I, <laughs> they should. <laughs> again, if they don't, what the fuck? But I wanted to bring this up. A, because, again, you've been a Lamar Jackson homer for the entire time. I feel if the MVP conversation has to be about a quarterback, I think Lamar Jackson has ended the conversation. Absolutely. And that's what I want your thoughts on, is what you feel about Lamar Jackson taking over the odds on favor, which I believe is official now, of winning the MVP and possibly doubling that with the championship this year as well. Yeah, so, of course, a lot of the talk is about that defense, and I'll get into that defense a little later. Woo! But the way Lamar Jackson played in this game, if you stick any other quarterback behind that offensive line outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, mm-hmm. no other quarterback is making the plays that he made. Nope. He wasn't – see, the game that he played wasn't your traditional drop back, make your read, find the open man, make the throw. No. It was nope. drop back, oh, shit, everyone's covered. I got to do something. I'm going to run in circles, run away from all these defenders, find someone that's open – and make my throws. Absolutely. Or, or if it's third and long, I don't know, maybe I'll just scramble out the pocket and run for about 40 yards and juke Fred <laughs> Warner. Maybe I'll do that. Fred Warner. Like, wow. Just the best linebacker in the NFL. That's N- all. No biggie. Uh, no problem. So, considering that Lamar had a play the way he played, considering that Lamar doesn't have a legit number one wide receiver, mm. and his legit number one target is out for the year in Mark Andrews. Boom. His number one running back out for the season, J.K. Dobbins. Everyone forgets that. The kid is electric, okay? Y'all know how I feel about J.K. Dobbins. The kid is electric, potential through the roof. Yep. All things considered, in spite of everything that's going on with injuries and things of that nature with the team, Lamar Jackson put on his hard hat and said, you know what? We're going against a physical football team. But today, today, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he did. He walked in there, did everything that he could possibly do to get the win. Damn near played a clean game. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he didn't complete every pass. Um, he wasn't on target with every throw. Eh. But for the most part, the mistakes that he did make, mistakes and quotations, weren't anything to put his team in jeopardy. Nope. The same way or the same thing cannot be said about the other quarterback. Ooh. And so before I get on the other quarterback, I just want to say (laughs) if it comes down to a QB in the MVP conversation, it has to be Lamar Jackson. He has big wins over Detroit, San Fran, 
just to name a couple, they're like the top four teams in the NFC. Right. Um, and yeah, he he's winning games. He's winning big games. His numbers aren't the greatest. If you just take them at face value, they're not the greatest. But when you watch this man play, that's why I always encourage people to watch the fucking game. <laughs> because you, yeah. your eyes will not lie to you. Lamar Jackson is playing better now than he did when he won the MVP. Ooh, that's at the quarterback big. position. That's big. If you watch him play, numbers aren't numbers aren't going to be the same, obviously. Mm. But if you watch the way he's playing in the pocket and the way he's grown as a passer, he's playing a whole lot better than what he was when he won the MVP. Mm. Now to get to the other quarterback. <laughs> I'll be waiting for this one. I try to tell y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. <laughs> this this party dude, he a fraud, all right? Oh, he's a fraud. How can oh. you be the most valuable player in the NFL? You're not even the most valuable player on your team. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. I want everybody to look at the highlights of this game. When were the San Francisco 49ers moving the ball? When they gave the ball to number 23, Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. Which drove me nuts, not because he was just on my fantasy team, <laughs> but because if you want to give yourself a chance to win, you would give it to your best player, right? You would think. But ego's gotten the way. Shannon Kyle Shanahan said, you know what? I'm going to make my guy, Brock Purdy, the MVP of the league tonight because he's a better pocket passer than the other guy on the other side of the field. Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> All he, I promise you, he called this game differently than every other game that he called this season. You know it why? It did feel like it. They went, they went away from Christian McCaffrey. They went away from the run. Yep. When you go away from the run, when you force the Niners, or in this in this situation when they force themselves out of the run game for some reason right uh yeah they're very beatable because brock purdy cannot beat you alone brock purdy needs play action brock purdy needs christian mccaffrey to go make big plays down the field so he can suck up the linebackers throw those intermediate routes to brandon Ayuk, throw those screens to debo hit george kittle across the middle when those linebackers are sucked in so they can take off and run for yards and yards and yards (laughs) after the catch now what did the ravens do They played very physical. Their defensive backs are probably the most physical defensive backs since uh, the Seattle Seahawks with Richard Sherman and the LOB. Mm, Like it. uh, Love that defense. Marlon Humphrey, he's always at the line of scrimmage. He plays in the nickel sometimes. What does that tell you? If he plays in the nickel, he's damn near a linebacker because he's Mm. in on run fits when uh, Baltimore plays a smaller defensive front. Right. He's in on run fits. Uh, He has... Gap responsibilities. Normally, as a corner, you don't really worry about your run gap responsibilities. But Marlon Humphrey, what does he do? He blitzes. What does Kyle Mm. Hamilton do? He blitzes. Kyle Hamilton also plays in the nickel. Kyle Hamilton also can come down and play in that linebacker spot. And what happened when Brock Purdy threw one of his many picks? There was a DB (laughs) blitz. From who? From Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton. Love it. (laughs) Got in his face. The play was a screen. If you looked... Before the play, the Ravens were ready for it. They were pointing at the line of scrimmage. They were pointing to Debo. Everybody got on the line of scrimmage. Everybody was in press coverage ready for this. Boom. Blitz comes off. Purdy doesn't know what to do. That's exactly what he paused. <laughs> That's why I paused. Perfect. <laughs> this guy threw the ball. Kyle Hamilton, he's 6'4". I don't know why you would try to throw it over Kyle Hamilton. Why don't you just sidearm it? But you don't have that arm talent. Oh, that's say, why. Different quarterback. Oh, you don't have the arm talent. Oh. Got it. <laughs> so he tries to throw it over some dude that's six foot four. And yeah, it gets tipped. And Marlon Humphrey catches it like, oh, 
Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the DBs were just punking the receivers the entire game. Uh, Kyle Hamilton on the first pick, actually, he baited Brock Purdy into throwing that deep post route. Mm. So I believe, if if I remember correctly, Kyle Hamilton was playing deep safety. I think the coverage was a cover four. I don't remember it specifically, mm. but I believe it was a quarters coverage. Kyle Hamilton shifts to, if you're Brock Purdy, so if I'm looking at you this way, he shifts to Purdy's right. Mm-hmm. The post is coming from the weak side, so the left side. Remember, Kyle Hamilton is six foot four. You might not want to try him <laughs> if he's in the vicinity. You might, I don't know. I'm not no coach or nothing, but it might be smart. See, the math, you got to math it correctly. Yeah, six that's four. That's a science. Uh, long arms, um, about five yards away. No, he can't make this play. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, it gets picked off. Oops. <laughs> the Ravens' defense showed you why their personnel matches up so well against the Niners. Absolutely. And why sometimes you need to have that one player that's greater than the entire team scheme. Mm. Because you need someone that can overcome the bullshit that the other team will throw at you. Look, you just just take it uh, from face value, right? So oh, linebackers, yeah. you got Roquan and Pat Queen. <laughs> Roquan. <laughs> Every time. Roquan and Pat Queen, uh, all right? I'm going to uh, just take a couple more minutes to make my point. Roquan, <laughs> Pat Queen, I don't know a tandem that's playing better inside than those two right now. No, um, so not, what does that give not. you? The ability to stop the run and the ability to cover sideline to sideline. Because those boys, as you know, especially with Roquan, they can run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Animals. Yeah. And uh, their safeties, like I said, Kyle Hamilton, he's six foot four. You might not want to throw it to him deep across the middle. Might get picked off. <laughs> In case you forgot, he's six. Foot In case four. you forgot, he's six foot four. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, and then Marcus Williams, who is who's played in plenty of big games with the Saints. He's playoff tested, yes. veteran, steady, physical as well. Absolutely. And then you got Marlon Humphrey, who I don't know who's a better matchup for Debo Samuel. Why? Because again, Marlon Humphrey, like I said, he's a physical corner, plays at the line of scrimmage, willing to tackle. A lot of these DBs don't want to tackle. That's true. So you take away yards after catch. You take away the quick game. You take away the short routes. And what do you have? A quarterback that throws four picks. I was going to say, Debo was reduced to four catches for 47 yards that game. One exactly. Uh, Ayuk had what, like 60, 70 yards? Uh, Ayuk ended up with 113. 113? Oh, okay. A bunch of garbage time shit with Sam. I was going to say, it's on six receptions. So that was a bunch of it. And it's funny you mentioned the run game because McCaffrey still ended up with 103 yards. But he should have had way more. 14 carries. That's exactly the point I'm making. There it is. How the fuck you got less than 15 carries with over 100 yards? Maybe you want to give him the ball? I don't know. Maybe you want to say, here, uh, quarterback, just do this. Right. Yeah. Just, just, just say, fuck it. You know what I mean? Toss, <laughs> just, just say, fuck it. You know? Because, because the guy behind you is generational. The actual MVP. The actual MVP. I have him above Lamar. Honestly, yeah. That's all I'm saying. If the MVP had to be a quarterback, it's yeah. Lamar. I still think it's it's Christian McCaffrey. I think it yeah, needs me to be. too. Same. And I this mean, game, if anything, prove that. If yes. McCaffrey is not the be all end all A one game plan, it falls apart. Absolutely. You can have all the great receivers you want, but McCaffrey is the engine of that Lamborghini. You gotta let him hum. It's point blank. That screams most valuable. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. It was crazy. And you're absolutely right. I do agree with a lot of those points of just like, what do you do? If the defense is going this crazy, 
and someone like Purdy is clearly struggling. I don't see how you just stay the course. And that's why I'm glad you brought up ego. That seemed like a different game plan. It seemed like the game script got away from them really fucking early. And I don't know if Shanahan just started having flashbacks. I have no idea. But like it just fell apart so fast. And the Niners just could never recover from it. And you can see from the stats alone, just it wasn't the same old San Francisco 49ers. But mm-hmm. the Ravens will do that to you. And I cry over Roquan because I know everything he can do. And I knew about Patrick Queen when he first started out, too, just saying, as soon as those two got together, I said, it's going to be a fucking problem for the league. And now you're starting to see it. So yeah. I'm not surprised by this game because the Ravens are now 12 and 3. It's not like they've been sneaking up on y'all, they've been there the whole time. Oh, he might have. They might have been sneaking up on some of them. Maybe. But, uh, I've seen this shit from day one. <laughs> right. Like, holy shit, man. Like, never sleep on Baltimore. As long as I got Lamar Jackson, it's, and it's still going to have a chance. Yo, Harbaugh, man. See, that's God. that's a coach that doesn't let his ego get in his way. Absolutely. Big fan. He Big talks fan. to his players on the sidelines. He's mic'd up sometimes, and he, he asks Lamar. He'd be like, you want to go for this? If Lamar says yes, he'll all right. Let's do it. Stay out there. That's the go. type of coach that successful teams and Super Bowl winning teams have. Exactly. That's that. He's done it before. I'm just saying, like, we need that kind of coach and that kind of trust with that kind of talent of a player. So I like it. We're going to see what happens in these playoffs. We are very fucking close. And now since the Dyers lost that game, they're in the three-way tie with the Eagles and the Lions at the top of the NFC. So don't that, blame no, Detroit. Don't, might. Oh, you know, that's sounds like y'all. It ain't over. Detroit uh-uh. might end up sneaking up on y'all and snagging a bye, which whoo, winning the division is one thing, but the NFC and, running through Detroit. That's another thing. That's a whole different vibe. I don't like, think inter- the NFL is ready for that. Can you imagine the energy of a home playoff oh. game in Detroit in Detroit? Like multiple because it's going to have to run through it, us. You know how thing. many blue ski masks are going to be out there? Y'all better lock your cars up. Everybody's getting robbed. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we lose, we ain't losing the war. <laughs> We're going to lose the game, but we ain't going to lose the war. <laughs> Taking all your hubcaps, all the rims. Oh, my God. I ho- I want it to happen just for that visual. I would love that kind of energy in the playoffs because you know what? The playoffs needs that kind of energy. Y'all need that thug back in the NFL playoffs. It's been a long fucking time. Let's see it. It could be a, let's go through San Francisco. Yeah. Yay, Sunday California for football in January. Hooray. No, man. I want ice cold Ford Field. <laughs> Let's go. Even though we indoors, it's still even, ice cold. It's still ice cold. It don't even matter. <laughs> and you go outside and it's hot on these streets. That's right. <laughs> so we give it to Bring you that. any way you want. Bring that energy. That's what I want to see. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, and meanwhile, Ravens, they can lock up the number one in the AFC next week against the number two Miami Dolphins. So Big-time matchup for them coming up. And if it goes through Baltimore, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Good luck. See, they play outdoors. Exactly. So if you want to beat them, you better be able to run the ball. Oh, yeah. And a lot of these teams in the AFC, a little suspect of the running. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. <laughs> oh, moving on to another game that had some implications that happened today that I wanted to get into. Uh, that's the Denver Broncos. So we don't talk about a lot just because most of the time they're a joke. But this season, because I said it's a cursed-ass season, there was a time where the Broncos had won six out of seven games right in the midseason. They were on a hot streak. No one saw it coming. 
because Russell Wilson, by all intents and purposes, was falling apart, and Denver was a big joke, and who the hell saw it coming? But that was until they got to the Lions on the 16th and got run the fuck out of the building. So they remembered who they were. They remember who they were. They became mortal again. And, you know, but they were in a really good position. They were still fighting for a playoff spot. Everything's cool. And on top of that, they had the lonely New England Patriots coming to town. So we said, hey, Denver should be probably waxing the fucking Patriots because they can't put two wins together to save their lives. They don't know what fucking quarterback they even want to use. Bill Pelichick's pretty much done. He doesn't give a shit anymore. It's crazy. So I thought Denver would get back on the winning track here. Yeah, that didn't fucking happen either with the Denver Broncos coughed up a game and most of their playoff hopes to the fucking Patriots and Bailey Zappi. Like, what the hell happened? And this wasn't even close. Pats were up like 23-7. to And then Wilson had to bring them all the way back to try to tie it. And then Denver gave up a three and out with like a minute to go. And that came down to New England's fucking kicker, Chad Ryland, who is statistically the worst kicker in the league. And he nails a 56-yarder for the win. And Denver is stunned. And I laughed like a little schoolgirl. But the implications, and he's laughing and turning red right now, because Mm. what the hell? How do you lose to the Patriots, bro? Come on. Not these Patriots. There was a time, I get it, where the Patriots were fucking bulletproof. This is It's been a long time since that time now, people. So this should have been an easy cupcake game. But the implication that happened today was the Denver Broncos announced they are benching Russell Wilson mm-hmm. for Jarrett Stidham for the rest wow. of the season. Two wow. games left to go. Now, keep in mind, I said the Denver Broncos playoff hopes were reduced drastically. They are not eliminated yet. Oh, now they are. Bro, now they are. <laughs> like When they made that decision, I go, are you punting on the season? Because it's not technically over yet. So now I'm kind of going, what's happening? Oh, they are. I feel they're definitely punting. I think they just said, fuck it. We got as far as we're going to go. And I feel like, if anything, the only reason they waited this long is because Wilson was winning games midseason. If he was still on a losing streak midseason, I think they make this move weeks ago. Weeks yeah. ago. You know, Sean Payton came to town. All the hubbub and all the money they gave him to coach the Denver Broncos. It ain't come up with shit. It's come up with nothing. And Russell Wilson has looked like a joke after an amazing career at Seattle, winning a Super Bowl, buying an amazing team, March on Lynch, the Legion of Boom. R- Wilson was the guy. He got Sierra. He got it full off of future. All that shit. Great. Things were great for Russell Wilson until this shit. For those of you living under a rock, Russell Wilson signed a big five-year contract last year for $242 million. Now, $39 million of that is guaranteed next year regardless. If he's on the team or not on the team, it doesn't matter. But the big thing about it is he has a physical clause in his contract that says if he can't pass a physical next March, when we do this all over again, he gets an extra $37 million guaranteed. Now, that's an interesting clause because a lot of these players don't have that little safeguard yeah. in case you just can't play, you get paid anyway. Like, who does that shit? So the big speculation is they're benching him now, and they even said it publicly, for financial flexibility, a.k.a. they don't want to pay that man for not picking up a ball for that team because I'm guessing they're getting rid of Russell Wilson this coming season, which I can't say I blame them, but why the hell are you giving up so fast? 
And why the hell do you think Jarrett Stidham is the fucking answer? So my question to you is this. A, is Russell Wilson leaving Denver? And B, if you were Denver's GM, coach, whoever's making decisions, who's your next quarterback next year? Who would you go for? Your first question, is Russell Wilson out of there? Oh, he, he he's out of there. <laughs> he, out of there. He's booking his flight right now. He he out of there. Um, I don't. I, yeah, I think he is too. I think I think Denver is a uh, Denver is finally looking themselves in the mirror and telling themselves, you know, we're gonna walk away from this relationship before it gets even more toxic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Russell Wilson isn't enough to bring you over the top, and I say that because they brought him in hoping that he would. People Absolutely. forget that Denver Broncos defense. Was legit. Oh yeah, was legit. Their That's weapons: nice. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, competent running backs. Yeah, I thought they you had can, something. You can win with that offense, absolutely. Uh, but the guy you brought in hasn't played well enough to translate into wins. Mm-mm. And they're fed up. And I get it. They're probably gonna cut him. Can't trade him because his contract sucks. Oh yeah, massive um, contract. And I think that's the right move. Mm. I would have... See, this is just me. I can't even say I would have cut him a long time ago. Mm. I would have never traded for him. There you go. That's the real answer. Because what Denver's doing, and this is going to answer your second question. What Denver right. continuously does is um, they have a wound, right? Yes. The wound is called the quarterback position. <laughs> what, they really need, what they really need is some staples. Yes. But what they keep doing is putting Band-Aids over it. <laughs> Duct tape. <laughs> oh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Right. And you just keep, they just keep bleeding. Bleeding out. They just keep bleeding. <laughs> and so who should be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos next season? If it's you. I, if it's your team. They have the 14th. Okay, so they currently That's have the 14th. A couple options I would do. I'm definitely mm. drafting the quarterback in the first round. Am I going to trade up for one? You know what? I am. <laughs> if I'm the Denver Broncos, I'm going to trade up. For either Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix. That'd be dope. They have perfect games that translate over to what the NFL is going towards. Mm. Um, big arm quarterbacks that can make plays with their feet. That's where the NFL is headed. Yes. They fit right into that mold. Uh, they got young receivers that they can grow with. Um, I know they still have to make a decision on Jerry Judy, who hasn't looked good this season at all, I must admit. That's true. Um, but Cortland Sutton has looked like a stud. Absolutely. Um. So I'm definitely drafting one of those quarterbacks or trading up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a bigger issue, and no one's talking about this. Oh, This guy gets a pass every single time his team underperforms. I don't know why. Mm. And that's Sean Payton. I knew it was coming. <laughs> the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. I can't believe can how someone, bad it's gotten. Can someone tell me what he's won without Drew Brees? Oh, 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 I, I got a better question. <laughs> How many times did he miss the playoffs with Drew Brees going like eight and eight? A lot. <laughs> Remember when they had Reggie Bush? I do. Yeah, those teams weren't good. Nope. Reggie Bush was good. Reggie That's Bush was it. good. He was yeah, hurt yeah. a lot, but he was yeah. good. Marcus Colston was good. Yeah. Drew Brees was phenomenal. Absolutely. It wasn't until that defense with uh I think it was uh damn, I forgot the coordinator's name. Uh Slip my mind is going to bug me for the rest of the show, but he's a very good coordinator. I can't think of his name right now. Um, <laughs> basically put a bounty on Brett Favre. And, oh, um, yeah, I remember that. It wasn't until then that they finally got over the hump. So what am I saying? Sean Payton's offensive scheme is outdated and overrated. Mm. 
they need to get rid of Sean Payton just as much as they need to get rid of Russell Wilson. I try to warn all the Bronco fans, like, yo, y'all just spent all this money on y'all coach and on y'all quarterback. You do Mm. know that those two are probably one of the most overrated combinations of all time, right? Russell Wilson only won because of L.O.B. and Marshawn Lynch. Oh, don't make me bring up that interception he threw. Oh, Oh, don't make me bring that up. I know he didn't call that play, but he made that throw. Absolutely. He could have threw the ball away, could have gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch again, and he would have fucking scored. The world was calling for Marshawn Lynch to run that, and that would have been a whole different story, a second Super Bowl. It's a 99.9% chance they win the Super Bowl with Marshawn Lynch running that ball. There's just no way around it. And I'm glad you brought up the Super Bowl, because the only reason why the Saints won that Super Bowl is because, one, they got that onside kick at halftime, and, two, Tracy Porter had that pick six. That's right. Now tell me which one of those dealt with offense. <laughs> None of them. None. One dealt with special teams. One was on defense. So <laughs> miss me with this Sean Payton bullshit. He's one of the most overrated coaches of all time. He always gets a chance because, oh, he had Drew Brees and resurrected Drew Brees. Drew Brees was going to be good regardless. That's right. Sorry true. to break it to you. When, you. when you're a quarterback and process information fast and you're accurate, you're going to be good. Fucking Take Brock Purdy, for example. I, took, I talk a lot of shit about Brock Purdy, but I can't it's deny it. I can't deny that he's an above-average starting quarterback. Yeah. I'm not giving him anything more, but that's what he is. Sometimes it's all you need. I'll take an above-average quarterback. Exactly. That's all you need. Yeah. So until they remove the head coach, the results probably going to be the same. I could definitely see that. Oh, the uh, the Saints defensive coordinator when this won the Super Bowl was Greg Williams. Greg Williams. I was going to say Greg Roman, but he coached off. That's offense, yes. Greg Williams. And, yeah, I believe that was like his – First or second year with them, and then they got super aggressive on defense. Lights out yeah. all the way to the champ. Jonathan Vilma, Malcolm Jenkins, those Woo! guys. Dogs. It's dogs, mm-hmm. man. It's all you need is the dogs, man. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I get all that. And it's like, you know, I'm agree- I'm agreeing with that. I think I would trade up. I don't know what quarterback necessarily fits with Denver's scheme, especially if you're keeping Peyton, which honestly oh, no. I see them keeping see, him. You said I was the money. GM. So um, this oh, is my right. scheme now. Peyton's gone. <laughs> this is my scheme, okay? Well, then, yes. Then it makes sense for <laughs> the quarterbacks you picked. Yes, absolutely. I was trying to think, like, who's more of a Peyton Manning type? And I'm like, they're going to go for Drake May, and I already know it. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. And he's going to be I, Kenny Pickett. Exactly. I fucking know it's going to happen. Because y'all fall for that Trubisky shit again. It's going to happen. One of these teams is going to scratch that lottery ticket, and it's going to get Drake May, and they're going to just fucking puke. It's going to be a terrible fucking sight because he's from North Carolina. People learn your lessons. Those aren't real quarterbacks. They're, they're basketball not. players. They're basketball players. Like <laughs> they're just wearing a fuck. They're wearing cleats. They're basketball players. That's all they ever have been. So stop the North Carolina quarterbacks in the first round, in the second round, even the third round. Stop doing it. You're not getting it anywhere with a North Carolina quarterback. It's just not going to happen. So I can see it. I feel they trade Jerry Judy too. Like this they, receiver, yeah, this that. receiver class is fucking loaded. So like, yeah, I don't see I why see you that. wouldn't, you know, collect the picks you can get, get your new quarterback, get you a, I mean, a damn good receiver in the mid rounds. Like, yeah, I'd say, um, I'd say you can bring Judy back on a team friendly deal because he, back, yeah. he's had an underwhelming season. So Absolutely. I don't think teams are going to be paying him big time money. So if nah. you can get Judy back on a kind of one year prove it type of deal, I'll sure. do it. Because in my opinion. Like, if I'm Jerry Judy's coach, I know how to scheme him open. Absolutely. I know where he's good. Yes. I'm Jerry Judy's talented. More, I'm using him more in the slot. Yep. 
Um, I'm not going to play him outside, and I'm going to put him in motion a lot of the times, like the yep. same way San Francisco uses Brandon Ayuk. I'm uh, using yeah. Jerry Judy in almost the same way, yeah, but more so in the slot. But comparable speed and everything, yeah, I totally would do that. But um, I'm not a coach, so uh, I don't know anything yet. Yet it's going to happen, <laughs> just not yet. But no, I don't agree with that. Yeah, if you're if you're the GM, you're getting rid of Peyton. Then yeah, I think the sky's the limit. But if you're keeping Peyton, I think they go to more, you know. Less running gun, more pocket passer presence. We'll see. No, and this they, is what they're going to do. If Sean oh. Payne's still that coach, they're going to trade for Taysom Hill and make him the starting quarterback. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's almost too accurate for it not to happen. <laughs> that, oh, my God. Because Taysom Hill, like, what do you even do with that cat? I don't, I don't I know. Mean, Every time I see Taysom Hill play, I, I, half of me goes, why are you not a starter? And the other half of me goes, oh, that's why. Like, it just... Honestly, he he making some plays. He does. He does like five or six things exceedingly well, but it's the rest of the game where you kind of go kind of average. So uh, that's why. <laughs> uh, that, that's why. So it's tough. I like Taysom Hill, and I yeah. like that that second QB gadget player all around talent kind of thing that they do in New Orleans. Absolutely, I love that's it. fucking cool. No one else really does that, which is I think kind of nuts. But I don't know, man. You bring him to Denver as a starter. I've seen him as a starter, and I go. That's some Sean Payton type shit. It is a Sean Payton. That's that. Sure. My scheme works so I can plug any player in. That's the type of coach Sean Payton is. Mm. It's kind of the kind of coach Pete Carroll is too, but I think Gino kind of makes him produce. See, see Pete Carroll, that's a true player's coach. I would love for my son to play for Pete Carroll. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's not a great coach or not a player's coach. I know players love Pete Carroll. I'm just saying I think if you put Pete Carroll with a different team, I think he takes the scheme with them, and I don't know if it works as well as it does in Seattle. Seattle, he's it's time oh, yeah. tested. It's time tested. Yeah. Like it and works it, in Seattle. And it took time. Like people forget he didn't yeah. have LOB overnight. No. I remember when he had like Mike Williams at receiver. People <clears> don't even know which Mike Williams I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I don't blame like, him. There's so many of them. Um, <laughs> Pete Carroll really put in the time and the work, and it showed. That's true. I nothing but respect for Pete Carroll. That was not a slight. I just met. I think certain schemes fit better with certain teams in certain cities, and then some just don't. They don't travel well. It's the same reason I don't think Belichick goes coaching anywhere else and gets yeah. success. I just I see what you're saying. A, no, that's a New England kind of guy. Belichick should coach Denver. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I if I was the GM of the Broncos, I would try to get Bill Belichick. Really? Um, yeah, because that defense. Look, the personnel you have on the defense right now. All right, you look at the DBs. Justin uh, Justin Simmons. Yep, big-time player. And my dog, one of my favorite players in the NFL, Pat Sertan. Oh, yeah. Crazy and how, in secondary. And how does Pat Sertan play? Man-to-man press coverage. That's yep. where he, you know what I'm saying? What does Bill Belichick call? Man-to-man press coverage. All day. Justin Simmons, playmaker on the back end of that defense. If you have a playmaker on the back end of the defense and uh, corners that can play press-man coverage, Bill Belichick will generate pressure through his scheme. He will find mm. a way. I think it's a match made in heaven. You just have to work with the offense. Mm. I like that because you're absolutely right. If there's one thing that Belichick knows how to do, it's make defensive stars out of nowhere. So, I mean, having the talent in Denver, I, I if he would just take a step and just be a D coordinator, I would love it. But as a head coach, I just – I don't mm. know. I don't know. I think- but as, if he was a, as a, just a D coordinator, woo, yeah, lights out, lights out. With the right team. Yeah. yeah. With the right team. 
Uh, before the next conversation, I do have a PSA because it has been a few weeks for the holidays. Took my kids to lunch uh, at this little burger joint. Has one of those arcade rooms. You know, you win some prizes, play some games, get the tickets, that kind of thing. So we were there, and the, the dude at the counter who takes your tickets and counts them and gives you the prizes was an absolute total dick. And I don't know what the fuck his problem was, but he was being so rude. And not even just to my kids, but to every kid in there. He's just pretty much the fuck them kids in that kind of mentality. And he's just saying, like, next, who's next? You got to speak up. I can't hear you. Like, just super fucking rude. And I'm like, I almost looked at him like, bro, you need to calm the fuck down. So the PSA is this. Don't be a dick. If you hate your job, fucking quit. And I know it's not easy to say that. And some people are stuck in their jobs because they need to pay their bills or whatever. Everybody's got their own story. I got my own story too, whatever. If you are that much of a dick at your job or you can't even find a little joy or you can't even put a fake smile on because you're getting paid to do something easy as take some tickets and hand out a prize. If you hate your life and your job that much, get a new fucking job. But don't try to spread that negativity and try to ruin a child's day just because they want a slinky or a fucking sucker or some kind of race car. That's all you got to do. You don't have to leave your fucking cube, dude. You're in the same fucking area. Don't be a dick if you have a job that you hate. That's the PSA, and it is completed. I couldn't believe that shit. Like, I literally almost said something to him. Like, you need to calm the fuck down, or I'm going to make you calm down. Like, No, I would have... You're a it's, better man than oh, I am. Man, I'm telling you, being a dad teaches you patience more than you ever thought possible. Because inside, trust me, I'm not that patient. I have a patient exterior, but inside I usually go a little nuts, especially if I'm driving. I'm a terrible driver because I have road rage and I can't even control it. It's, <laughs> it's the fucking worst. But situations like that, I try to get perspective. I try to put myself in their shoes for just a second and just go, maybe it's the wrong day. I've, I've had days like that too. I understand. But if you're a professional man, just be professional. It's so, it's as, it's far, if I'm being paid to do a job, I'm going to be professional. I'm going to talk shit as soon as I leave, but not to your face. Like, that's just, come on, man. That's bullshit. Especially when children are around. Don't be all neg- negative Nellies and shit. Like, come on, man. Life's too short for all that bullshit. Get that money, collect it up, quit your job in two years, get a better job. That's how you go. That's how you hustle. That's how you do it. Don't, don't just be a dick for no reason, man. God damn people. Fucking mm. hate Christmas time because of that. For that reason alone, it's because most people are dicks at the holidays. Don't know what it is. Something in the air. They call it the holiday spirit. I call it dick. Just dick in the air. <laughs> I'll make that into a song. Uh. <laughs> um, moving on to the last football game I want to talk about. Because everyone's favorite Kansas City Chiefs are mm. in trouble. They're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. They've played... The Las Vegas Raiders, and we talked about the Chiefs prior saying like, hey, what's going on with Kansas City? We, the wheels are falling off a little bit. They're kind of losing games. They should be winning. They're struggling in games. They should be blowing out. And this was no exception. And I know Kansas City and the Raiders have a storied history, and you know they usually play pretty well against each other. But this was the chance for Mahomes to clinch his eighth straight AFC West title. Maybe not Mahomes specifically, but the Kansas City Chiefs would have won their eighth division championship in a row, and they would have prevented the Raiders from having a ridiculously weird comeback season after losing their head coach. And as much as we love Antonio Pierce, the Raiders are supposed to be kind of shutting things down right now. They're already eliminated, and here we go. 
and all the Swifties in the world are watching, and they're trying to get their Christmas present from Mahomes and Kelsey. Boy, oh boy, the wheels fell off for Kansas City again. And somehow, in the most embarrassing way possible, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, and Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders did not even have a completion in the last three quarters of the game. Zero completions in three quarters, and the Raiders still beat the Chiefs. That, I told him, is the most like 1985 shit I've ever heard in my life. That's some old Chicago Bears shit where we just pound the rock all day. And they didn't even have Josh Jacobs either. So it's like, what? They had Amir Abdullah. Exactly. Amir Abdullah, as this man knows, a former Detroit Lion. Where the fuck did Amir Abdullah come from to help this? And I know this is all defense. That's what really happened here. Las Vegas' defense gave Kansas City fits all fucking day. They had a fumble recovered for a touchdown. They, were, they had a pick six. Kansas City Jack couldn't Jones. get Jack Jones. They couldn't get anything going in Kansas City. And this is at home, by the way, too, which is kind of fucking nuts. But it practically gave Aiden O'Connell a vacation day. And this is the most ridiculous stat line possible. Um, Raiders go on to be the first team since the year 2000 to win a game without completing a pass past the first quarter. You don't want to be on that stat line. That's Damn. so fucking weird. They're only the fifth team ever to beat Kansas City at home with no offensive touchdowns. None. How do you do that to the defending champion? What happened in this game, sir? Um, I mean, it's I don't know if it's surprising to me because like I kind of knew the downfall was coming. So it feels like it, right? Yeah. I mean, look at their team. Their receivers. Who are their receivers? <laughs> I mean, Rasheed Rice is good. Yeah, he's, he's been a surprise a this year. He's a rookie. Um, Travis Kelsey, people aren't talking about this, but Kelsey's getting old. Yeah, father time, baby. Yeah, and I mean. That's about it, though. Like, Richie James, like, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling didn't have anything no, in this like, game. Like None of those dudes are actual real threats, which is why really. Kansas City leads the NFL in dropped passes. Absolutely. So maybe if they would have paid Tyreek Hill a couple years back, they wouldn't have this issue. Woo-woo! I know that's right. So – I mean, Kansas City really they they've done it to themselves. They have a defense that can only play with a lead. Mm. They were designed that way because their offense was so dynamic and lethal with Tyreek Hill. Yes. But they don't have him anymore. <laughs> and they haven't done anything to improve on either side of the ball. Nope. At any position. Uh and so yeah, this shit was coming, but did I see them losing to the Raiders? Hell no. <laughs> and this game was a game stamped by Antonio Pierce. Absolutely, yes. There's something different in this locker room. There's something different around this team. They're playing with a certain type of energy they did not have this season or all of last season. I absolutely agree with that. And I can't point to anyone else other than Antonio Pierce because he's really the only new cog. How crazy is that the coaching change makes that, that just brings the new life into that organization? Crazy because, like, that's what happens when you have someone at the helm that the players respect. Yes. When the players respect you, it doesn't matter what your scheme is. They're going to do everything they can to execute Mm. because they know you can lose your job at any given time. That's right. And if the players respect you, they're going to make sure you stay their coach for as long as they can control it. Mm. And I think that's what they're doing with Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce should be a shoe-in for this job. It should not even be... Uh, a conversation. It's AP, over. Get this man the job right now. Yes. Um, He's absolutely this is, how I, 
This is how I felt about Steve Wilkes last year when Carolina. Yeah, we did talk about that. That's right. Um, if they don't hire Antonio Pierce, this will be a travesty to their fan base, to the organization. Mm. And they're not going to win a damn thing for the next 10 years if they don't hire Antonio Pierce. I hope they don't. It's a it's a foolproof plan. Clearly, he's getting results. That's a huge fucking win. He has the same roster as McDaniels. Yep. Nothing changed. Nothing changed, but the guy at the helm. Right. In fact, he's the lost guy... some people. Yeah. <laughs> All that changes the guy that's motivating the players, or mm. that's actually motivating the players. Right. So pretty easy. That. Pretty easy. That, this ABC. Is, this is really just the Antonio Pierce type game, in my opinion. <laughs> I love it. I love to see it. I really do hope he gets that job. Like, I don't see how you don't. The record Shoo speaks in. for itself. Give Shoo it to in there at seven and eight. Like, dude, lay him straight. Let's go. Like, I think you get some talent on that team. The Raiders can really make some noise if they just stay the course. Keep adding pieces and have the right guy at the helm, dude. Why not? Why can't I mean, they do something? You have good building blocks. You got Total. Crosby. Oh, you got stud. Jack Jones who's coming along. Yep. They got this safety. I don't remember his name. It's like Morig or something like that. It starts with an M. But mm. he can fucking play. Yep. I love Trayvon Morig. Yes, I love yep. the way he plays safety. I think he's very instinctual. Yeah. He he plays with good range. Good speed, good cover skills, and good in the box. Mm. Um, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. Oh, pause. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Good in the box. <laughs> Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, uh, Michael Mayer. Like, they got weapons on offense. If they yeah, can absolutely. just get a quarterback, oh, my gosh. If they can right. get a quarterback, they can be a wild card team next year. I think so. Yes. I think they just need a quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not a quarterback. Oh, no. Let's – uh, enough with that fucking experiment, too. My God. Holding on to these aging-ass vets like Garoppolo. You've seen his ceiling. Let's yeah. move the fuck on. They need like, young blood at quarterback. If I'm if I'm the Raiders, I'm calling up the Bears. Like, yo, you guys still believe in Justin Fields? <laughs> That's yes, what we do. <laughs> yes, I do. I absolutely do. And I'm not getting into the Bears today, but he needs to be the guy. We beat the Cardinals. I'm sorry. We, we just feels he needs to be the guy. It needs to be Fields. Point blank. Point blank. Point blank. I'm somewhere. That if not Chicago, somewhere. It needs to be with Chicago because I'm <laughs> sick of this fucking carousel. I don't want to just no. Fields is our guy. He needs to stay our guy. I don't care what else happens. He's proven it. I've seen what I need to see. Let's fucking go. But we'll save the Bears for another time. I don't want to get too stressed out about it because it's making me really stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, big loss from them. Do you think the Chiefs go far in the playoffs? Or is it maybe a one and done? They seem primed for an upset. No, I think I think they still get a dub in the playoffs. Okay. Um, when you got fifteen and eighty-seven, <laughs> there it is. You got a shot. You got a shot. <laughs> and I'm still taking the Chiefs over like the Jags. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other team. I'm taking them over like uh Pittsburgh. Sure. Um, the only Indy. team I might not take them over is like uh Cleveland because that defense is hellacious. Woo, that'd be interesting. That'd be a crazy matchup. That defense is hellacious, and Joe Flacco is low-key balling. I'm not going to lie. Right. I, who the hell saw that coming? I didn't. Flacco's kind of looking like old Flacco all of a sudden. He's very fucking – he's relaxed out there. He's slinging yeah. the rock, and I respect it. I appreciate yeah. it. Like, yeah, damn, dude. Yeah. Damn, dude. You Okay, Flacco. Yes, Flacco is playing spicy enough to make Cleveland, like, yeah. an interesting – postseason team here yeah they're their team i i say watch out for another yeah. team that i think that would uh lose to the kansas city chiefs 
are the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I was mentioning the Colts um, too. Like, I think the sorry, frauds. no, definitely sorry, frauds. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Gardner Minshew. Like, you're doing all right, but it's yeah, like come on, against, man. Nothing against like none of their players. I, I just don't think they're ready yet. If it was Anthony Richardson, I'd be way more into it. Like, yeah, absolutely, because he was that guy, when he first started. You don't know what you're gonna get. He's kind of nope. he got that Justin Fields in him. Like, yeah, when he breaks contain, is all hell's all hell breaks loose. You don't yeah. know if he's gonna throw a pick or run somebody over. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two is gonna happen. <laughs> right. I was really liking what he was putting together there. So that's yeah. They're gonna be interesting in the other year or two, but hopefully he comes back healthy enough to make that shit happen. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I think Kansas City isn't dead in the water or anything like that. But this was an eye-opening yeah. loss to go. What the fuck happened to you guys? And yeah. they need to wake the fuck up. Yeah. Speaking of waking up, there's one more thing I want to talk about that's got nothing to do with football, but I know it has to do with you and your beloved sports teams because your Detroit Pistons have decided to break the record for most consecutive losses <laughs> in a single season after losing to the Nets on Tuesday for their 27th straight loss. Huh. Now, I bring that up because we mentioned it before that that was a possibility, but they have two more games left on the 2023 schedule against the Celtics, and against the Raptors. So that 27th straight loss could easily be 29 by the time we record again. And if they lose those two games, the Detroit Pistons will have the longest losing streak in the history of the NBA. I just want to know where, you, where your head's at, because I have um, one more stat for you about that. But I want to know where your head's at right now as a Pistons fan. Are you, you said before, you're still not panicking. It's a young squad. Everything should be okay. Are you still not panicking yet? No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. No, I, like, people are blowing this out of proportion. Like, <laughs> okay. they really are. Like, I get, I okay, we're losing a lot of games. I get that. But have you actually watched the games? I have seen no. a few personally, but most people no, have not. No, no. No one has watched <laughs> any of these games. But you know who any has? Any of the games? That guy. The Pistons fan. And there's been a lot of games. Um, we lost by single digits. We were up mm-hmm. in the game. Um, so talent is not the issue. Oh like, no, we have young talent. Um, I'm against the Hawks. We had a lot of good games against the Hawks. Mm. Um, the game we lost to the Nets. Cade had like forty. Yeah, that was big. Cade was, I thought that was unguardable. It. Yep. He he couldn't be stopped by Bridges. He couldn't be stopped by Finney Smith. Nobody, none of their wing defenders could stop Cade Cunningham. Yeah, we just keep losing these close games because we're young and inexperienced. And Monty Williams, stop with the Monty Williams slander. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> Give him some time. Yep. If Monty Williams was coaching the Bucks, what do you think his record would be? Mm. If Monty Williams was coaching the Oklahoma City Thunder, what would his record be? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so let's put some context into it, all right? We can't expect a head coach to come in and be fucking Superman on a team that has his best player at the age of 22. Yeah. Young cat. Young. Young cats. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> With a Z. Um, I think we're going to be okay. Kay Cunningham said it best in an interview. I know people are laughing at him. But in a post-game press conference, uh, he said, no, we're not as bad as our record is. No. And I completely agree with him. Like, no, they're not. If, if you got somebody is. dropping 40, are you really as bad as, what, two in a million? Right. <laughs> Two in a million. But no. no, I don't think anybody's as bad as that record, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, like I think 
Like, are the Pistons a good team right now? No, they're not a good team right now. Mm. But that's the thing. We should expect this from a young group. Just that's give true. them time. They're going to mess. They're going to gel. Everything will be fine. I feel like I have two minds about that. A, and I actually agree with what you're saying. I don't think it's time to panic either. I feel that the Monty Williams slander could just because of how much he got paid to come to Detroit. I think if that contract wasn't so highly publicized and as much money as it was, it's almost like there'd be more leeway. But if you give the man that much money, you make such a public spectacle about it. I think, as we talked about before in past episodes, it's that thought of everyone needing to produce results right away. In the NFL, and NBA, every okay. fucking sport. I feel yeah. that that's part of it. Okay, but yep. this Go is ahead. my argument to that. Mm-hmm. Name seven Piston players. I could name you three. <laughs> Thank you. Where is this person now? None. Does, it's not there yet. Cade, Ivy, Duran, Asar, yep. Beef Stew. <laughs> Beef Stew. <laughs> I mean, Marcus Sasser. See, I'm bringing up Marcus Sasser. Yeah, that's it was the same bunch of scratches. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> like, that's my point. If you yeah. expect a head coach, if you're paying this head coach this much money, why don't you give him the cogs and the guys that he needs to be successful? Exactly. <laughs> you want him to make um, Boyan Bogdanovich a 30-point score? A superstar. <laughs> you want him to make uh, Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman, Shaq, and Hakeem Olajuwon? Oh, man. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but I'd say that's what I think. I'd say that's what I see. The rhetoric is it, it usually stems with those two thoughts of like, he's paid this yes. much. Why are we losing so much? Like, and also, people need to actually watch the fucking games. Watch the games. Nobody <laughs> watches the Pistons. And I know this for a fact. I know it for a fact. No one watches them but Piston fans and. Whoever you're a fan of, if they're playing the Pistons, then you'll see the Pistons play. That's about it. <laughs> but no one's going to be like, you know what? Let me see if the Pistons actually suck. Right. No one ever says that. <laughs> Everyone on social media right now talking about the Pistons haven't watched three full games this season. Guarantee nope. you that. They just want to see the record get broken. That's all. They they're just, tuning in now to see history being made. They just want to troll and run with narratives. Right. That's why well, I always tell people, watch the game. And the other side of that thought I had was, Look at, like, the Spurs. They've won, like, four games. They're almost in the same boat. The Wizards have won, like, five games. And I don't see any of the rhetoric. And I guess they're not having on a losing streak. But their seasons are just as shit. And the Spurs even have Victor Wembanyama, who we talked about, like, the number one pick and the spectacle that he is. But when they lose games, it's like, oh, he's learning. When the Pistons lose, it's like, oh, trash team. Like, wait, what? What's the difference? And the Spurs have Coach Pop who is one of my most respected coaches of all time, and they're losing this many games. Exactly. Where's the, where's the rhetoric? Where's the rhetoric? Because if Pop was coaching the Celtics, what would his record be? Oh, man. That's scary. <laughs> That's a scary See, thought. Like, people, people just run with narratives, and I say it a lot. I sound like a broken record. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> That's why I need everyone. If you're going to speak on sports, you better be watching that shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you better know what the fuck you're talking about because you're gonna run into a guy like me that actually knows what the fuck he's watching and give you a different perspective like and i'm gonna be looked at as like the the dumbass when in reality <laughs> when in reality if you sit down and watch a game with me i could break down everything for you and be like look this is why i think the way i think now you see why i just kind of give you the reins when i bring up the pistons i'm like as i know i don't know enough about the pistons but i know the rhetoric of narratives and that you can speak facts to the narratives. That's yeah. why it works. <laughs> See, like if if Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton, if that team went 
this long, you know what I'm saying, on a losing Woo! streak. Then we panicking. Yeah, that's a whole different story. But Kay Cunningham and the boys from high school. <laughs> the boys from high school. <laughs> bro, we'll be all right, man. Jalen Duran uh, ain't even – I don't even think Jalen Duran is 21. And he's our second he best either. player. Jaden Ivey is probably 22, 21 yeah. at the oldest. Like, come on, man. Give it time, folks. Patience. Patience. But I will bring up one other little fact. Just to twist the knife a little bit because it's a crazy stat. If the Pistons lose these last two games of the year, mm-hmm. not only will they break the streak for all time in the NBA, Detroit as a city would own the worst team records in all major American sports. <laughs> wow. And I would go and say the Detroit Tigers in 2003 and MLB, they went 43 and 119. The 08 Detroit Lions, as you know, 0 and 16. Mm-hmm. And the 2020 Detroit Red Wings in the NHL went 17 17- and 49. Now that one had a COVID exception, of course, shortened season, but the record still stands. So Detroit is two games away from having the worst American sports records of all time. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I know you don't. But it's just one of those stats where you kind of go, wow, like, <laughs> why Detroit? Detroit is like one of the biggest sports towns in the country. I was they just going to say. sports. Can you count so, our championships for us too? Right. So it's like, how how is this happening? But also, let's look at the success stories too. But I read that stat. I was just like, damn, dude, of all cities, yeah. it shouldn't be Detroit. Detroit's had the most heart when it comes to these fucking sports teams. Hey, it, it's cool though. I mean, Detroit always sees the worst of the worst and the best of the best. It's all That's good. true. People forget, we had our time in, as a Pistons fan. We had our Ooh. time. We've seen a championship. We've seen three championships That's in some right. people's lifetime. I was fortunate enough to see one in 2004. That's right. So, I mean, we had our Success time. Success was there. Yeah. Success was there. Um, we made a bad decision in trading Chauncey Billups, and it's been downhill ever since. Ugh. And it's cool. Like, look, the Lions have been asked for eternity. Eternity. And we finally won a division title. I'm so, so happy for you guys. If the Lions can do it. If the Lions can, with no championships, zero, double zero, I'm pretty sure the Pistons will be okay. Mm. Give us a few more years. We'll be all right. <laughs> I will say I was probably the biggest Detroit Lions like protector at that fucking Christmas party because I was with a bunch of Packer fans who were <laughs> watching y'all win a championship, and there was so much shit talking. Detroit. I literally looked around the room and said, if y'all are really shitting on Detroit, Finally getting some success, you're just a fucking hater. You're a fucking hater. Like, and you're a typical being... Packer fan. I expect exactly. nothing less from you. Like, don't be a cheese. Don't be a total cheesehead, man. Like, who's mad about y'all getting one in, like, how long? In a million like, years. A million bajillion years? Y'all get one? Y'all can't let them have one division championship? Come on, man. It's not even like, it's not even like the records are, like, very similar to Detroit and Green Bay. Like Detroit's been dominating the division all season long. What are yeah. you mad about? It's clearly their year. Yeah. Be happy. That's I mean, all. If I'm Green Bay, I'm worried about my own team. You know why? Right. Because uh, Jair Alexander just got suspended what? for the dumbest reason in the world. And guess who you got next? Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <your> playoff hopes. <laughs> Good fucking luck. And I don't care who's the quarterback. I know Nick Mullins isn't great. If they go back to Josh Dobbs, hilarious because then you know he's throwing the ball to jefferson so and you know you're about to lose <laughs> yep 
Jefferson is no joke. So y'all about to fuck around and blow your season up, worrying about Detroit and overlooking Minnesota, who it doesn't matter. Minnesota's still up there. They're still trying they, to contend. They have so, the best wide wide receiver in the NFL. So uh, again, I can be the quarterback. About. I can be the quarterback and Jefferson's still getting at least 100 yards. Sorry. And I can't throw the rock for shit. I'll make I'll make him get the ball. Somehow. Every time. I'll no, he'll make Hail him get the ball. Right. He'll <laughs> 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 be a Hail Mary all game long. He's going to get a few of them. Fuck yeah, around. You, see, you see how he mossed uh, Cam Sutton and uh, Kirby Joseph, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Oh. Unbelievable player. I know he's happy he's back, too. So we'll see Green Bay. We'll come mm-hmm. right back here next week. If y'all lose to Minnesota. And y'all will. And I think you will. Get ready for the, the venom coming from this podcast. Because y'all got to come in. They almost lost to the Panthers. Thank you. That shit. You had one assignment. Was keeping Carolina out of a win column for our sake. And you almost fucking blew it. Thanks, Joe Barry. I know they want his ass out of town. So y'all go fuck around. And Jefferson is going to carve up Joe Barry's defense. And you have more shit to bitch about. All I'm saying is Detroit isn't something you should be complaining about. Let them just fucking be happy. They've earned it. We just talked about the stats in American sports. Let Detroit just be, let Detroit just be happy. Please. Hey, that's the thing, though. Like, we love to be hated. That's true. Detroit versus everybody. So it's like <laughs> nothing new to us. Right. We'll, we'll we'll see you at the bottom. That right, yeah. Drag them down with you. That's <laughs> that's pretty much how you guys play. I like it though. Yeah, we'll see you <laughs> at the bottom. Oh man! All right, sir. Last words for your adoring fans. What you got? Um, last words for my adoring fans. Um, I just wanted to apologize because I haven't been getting clips out. Your boy's been kind of preoccupied with like this new job. So, yeah. um, I'll get clips out this week. I promise. Yeah, to apologize, man. It's it's a holiday season. It's you got a new job. We're all busy. Like, dude. We'll get you the clips, folks. Don't you worry. <laughs> They'll be out. They'll be out. We we know that you want to see all the content possible and give us all the likes and subscribes and love that you can possibly muster in this holiday season and going to 2024. So, yes, he will have more clips out. We will have more episodes for you. Where you can see that shit is the Bank Bro Show on YouTube and Facebook and at gmail.com. Fill up that fucking inbox. We want to answer more of your fucking questions and talk to you as many times as we can. Also, check us out at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. Again, I think this is episode 49. We are like three weeks away, folks, from the one-year anniversary. Big things cooking. Do not miss that. You will be sorry that you did. Trust me. It's going to be a great fucking episode. And every Mm -hmm. episode until then is going to be great as well. So stay tuned. Tell everyone you know. And just feed us all the love because we love talking to you. We love hearing from you. And it is what it is. Make sure you check us out Saturdays, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, along with that breakfast in the morning. Hopefully with the lady right next to you. You never know what you're doing on your Saturdays. Hopefully it's a fucking fun weekend like that, because that's the best way to start your day. (laughs) In the meantime, in between time, you know what it is. Bank Bros are in your city. We are always here for you, and you can bank on it. Mm. One, two, three. Lock, lock.